Patrick. All is well. All is well. We are getting close. How many days are we away from from the election now? A month? No, less oh, than. Less than like three weeks. Weeks. Twenty-one days. Weeks and weeks away. Um, Twenty-one days from today. Oh my God! Now I already voted. Have you? Did you early vote? Did you and Kristen early vote? Uh, I did not vote. I'm trying to figure out a way to vote in North Carolina, which I think is illegal. So I'm going to vote in Maryland. <laughs> yeah, that's your primary residence, right? I mean, wh- why yeah. would you want to vote in oh, North Carolina? Well, really, over the last six months, North Carolina's kind of been. So can I vote there? That's a great question. Why would I want to vote in North Carolina? Only because of the Senate race. Okay. Okay. Who's up for Senate in North Carolina? Uh, Tillis versus Cunningham. Cunningham's a Democrat. Cal Cunningham, who, by the way, last week was caught sexting uh, a a fundraiser out of California. And then another woman came forward and said that he was having an affair with her actually in the North Carolina House. Uh, But apparently hasn't heard his polling. So, no, but this is what we go back to with Trump. Trump has set the bar. Like, that stuff... Five years ago, Cal Cunningham would be out of the North Carolina Senate race. Now yeah. it's just like, whatever. Five years ago, Ralph Northam would have had a drop out as governor of Virginia when the blackface came out. Now we just plow through. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's good or bad. Maybe, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think it depends on what that person does or you know, how severe it was. I mean, I'm sure there's a line. I'm just not sure where it is right now for politicians right yeah i mean they just seem to plow through like the end is the end justifies this, you know all the shit that you've done well i know and speaking of that how do we feel about you know every day with trump is day to day i actually just read this morning now they're saying again you know we talk about polls what do they actually mean but i actually read a survey they were saying 91 percent chance now of joe biden getting it um has anything changed for you over the past week with trump like, like, meaning, do you think he's back on track? Do you think people are still disgusted? Um, you know, obviously, he's no, back I, holding rallies. No, I, I think this is different than four years. I know people will say, well, Hillary had a 96% chance the day before the election and still lost. I, this feels different to me for, 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 for a variety of reasons, which some of which we've already covered. He has a record, good, bad, or whatever. Okay. Right. So he, he has almost four years of governing or or lack of. You have COVID. And I you know, I think that polling's probably better than it was four years ago, certainly on the state by state level. Okay. You know, when I look at the state by state, the eight so called, you know, swing states. He's down at least three in every single one of them. So, you know, some of them are five, some of them are seven, a few of them are eight or nine. And, you know, I think Wisconsin, I think Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Arizona, they're all probably gone for him. Now, Even having Michigan. said all this, you know, you know, Democrats are probably voting early, more so than Republicans. Every time I see a get out the vote ad, it's clearly only geared toward Democrats. They only want Democrats to vote. 
those those please vote things from Hollywood. They don't want Trump voters to vote. That's true. That's true. If you were to ask them straight out, if I'm voting for Trump, yeah, you do you want, want me to? to <laughs> do you want they, me to early vote? Yeah. <laughs> their their answer would be, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, it just feels different. I think for me, it's all about the Senate race. Um, I think balanced government is is important. Is important. Um, and also, how? Listen. Well, how are you feeling about the Senate race? Because last week when we talked to, you know, Tom Fitzgerald, obviously Fox, longtime Fox 5 political reporter, you know, you had you both had really said that Trump's latest actions have now maybe even lost some key yeah, Senate so the seats. Question will be, so, so all kidding aside about North Carolina, I do think. I think the, the Tillis Cunningham race will be very tight now because of what came out on Cal Cunningham. OK. I think your main race where you're sitting right now will be very, very tight. I saw, uh, I actually saw a recent poll that had it within one point. Oh, I'm telling you, uh, I think it'll be Susan Collins by a hair. You know, I'm in Maine right now. And, um, yeah. you know, Bill Green has been like a longtime, well-respected news reporter up here. Had his own kind of like, um, like it or not style show for years, but it explored Maine. So anyway, he has now endorsed... Um, Collins and and basically come out and said that the ads are shameful and you know are completely done by out of state you know Democratic Party who don't yeah. e- give a darn about me. It's an interesting endorsement, and I'm like, ooh. Then I then I think she's going to win by a hair because he's a you know so, he's a legit person. I'm I'm going to segue off here because I I want to talk to you about. So I asked you before we started if you have if you've seen Social Dilemma. Yes. Which obviously Netflix documentary on how um, the, the large tech companies, the app companies, not only, we knew we knew they were trying to get you to go to another video so they could feed you another ad. But if you haven't seen it, it, it really, it, it, it's scarier than I ever thought. And not just, not just the fact that, oh, people are using their phones all, we all know that. It's how, so there was a few lines in it that were, you know, really caught my attention. Okay. One of them was, there's really only two main businesses that call their customers users, drug dealers and tech companies, right? And the other one, if you're not paying for the product, you are the product. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's, the algorithms are getting so good. And so scary that not only are you the product, it's they're predicting for an advertiser what you're going to do. And not only predicting it, they're leading you down that rabbit hole. Right? So, and I'm not going to go into the whole thing because if you haven't seen it, you should say it. But my point bringing that back to politics is there needs to be a reset, I believe, for these tech companies and for individuals on how they use social media, how they use these apps, how they're so addicted to them, uh, especially, you know, middle schoolers. And and, 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 yeah. and and they talk about in Social Dilemma how the fake news that there's like they talked about an example in Miramar, which, you know, uh, you know, you've so you've seen it. Sure. How, how radical groups use Facebook in Miramar 
and in essence almost created a genocidal situation for the Muslims in, in Miramar. And that's really scary. I mean, it's yeah. frightening. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, much more so than me using it and you know, seeing ads and, and getting addicted and da da da. But again, the, the, the point being is there absolutely has to be a reset on that. There also has to be a reset on politics in this country. I think we've hit the tipping point. Okay, but from a lot of reasons. Okay. The, the, the anger caused a lot of by fake news. The vitriol between I mean, just on the Supreme Court, Amy Coney Barrett. And listen, we could debate all day long. McConnell's a hypocrite. Should have put up Merrick Garland. Uh, Trump. What Trump's doing is is constitutional. Regardless of what side you're on, she's very qualified. And the fact that she's only going to get fifty one votes, probably or fifty votes, and then pencil break the tie. I mean, Supreme Court nominees, if they were qualified, would get ninety five, ninety eight, ninety one. Right, and then to your point about the outside media the guy running against graham in uh south carolina okay i think his name's green i'm not sure i'd probably have that yes 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 this is a big race yes 57 million dollars he raised in a month which that's i guarantee you 56 million of it's from out of state big time donors or outside fundraising it's not even about the states anymore. It's about the overarching agenda. It's about voting in block. Right. And, you know, then the Democrats start talking about, well, this is real court packing. You know, obviously because, you know, people are saying that if Amy Coney Barrett gets through, then the Dems will move it up four seats. They'll add four seats to the, 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 court, the Supreme Court to then give them the majority uh, six uh, which that would be um, what seven six because uh, it'll be six three in theory on the conservative side uh, and you know it's just the it's funny how the narrative just starts right so the Democrats came up with this narrative that what they're doing with Amy Coney Barrett is true court packing Kamala Harris said it in the debate right mm-hmm. well it's not like the rules are being followed. You could debate again if McConnell's been a, being a hypocrite, if they should let the election go through, and then whoever wins the election should nom- have nominated. That's all fair debate, political debate. But the court shouldn't be this thing that we play with, right? The filibuster shouldn't be. It's anyway. I, I just I'm ranting here, but my 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 point is. No, I think those are great. You know, those we, are. We we need a reset on a lot of things. Social media, how we interact with people, how we don't talk to people, how we only want to hear our side of the argument, how we're being manipulated by by by, by Facebook and all these other things and fake news on the, on these social media platforms, and these politicians have to get their act together because it's the country deserves better. It just does. It I know. Really does. But but how, like, is there one thing that comes to mind? Like how, you know, how do you start? Because um, it seems like people, whether you agree with like an Andrew Yang or a Tulsi Gabbard, you know, these kind of people that can't be bought, that have independent thoughts, that want to work both sides. The problem is the money's going behind people who can be bought. And okay. I don't mean illegally bought. I, I'm not implying that. But 
their vote will be bought in essence. Sure, right? sure. They'll vote, they'll vote in unison with what Pelosi wants, with what Schumer wants. Very, very rarely does somebody go off the, the reservation and vote against their own party, especially in the Senate. Um, and I, I, I don't, I don't have the answer. If, if I did, I'd, I'd be doing something different, but I, I just, we're in a bad place. We are in a really bad place. Well, and, and that's and kind we, of a loaded question. You know, it's so layered, right? It's so many yeah, things. And, and, and you know, the other thing I'll say is that we need better candidates. Mm-hmm. We, and listen, Biden's a fine guy, career politician, there's nothing wrong with him. Like, I mean, he, he's a nice enough guy. He's just not a good candidate. That's the best we have right now. A 44-year career politician that's run for president three previous times and never made it very far. And honestly, have, you know, was picked by Obama. If he's not picked by Obama, he's not even on the radar right now. I, I don't know. True I to just, all that. Um, yep, yep. Anyway, that's my uh, that's my my rant (laughs) for the day. But but to answer your original question, I think the Senate still leans Dem fifty one forty nine. I think they will pack the court or try to. It'll be interesting to see what Biden does if that's the way they go, because I think Biden wins. Uh, I actually think Biden's going to win in a landslide. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so I, I had a number. I had three thirty-eight to two hundred is my current prediction. Okay, I actually may up that because I had Florida going to Trump, and I'm not sure that's going to happen now. Wow, so that would be like three sixty something to one sixty-eight or one seventy-two, whatever it would be. Uh, I just don't I, put it this way: if Trump wins. I will be utterly shocked. <laughs> you think utterly. All, I mean, everyone will be but, By the way, Trump wins throughout all pundits, throughout all polls, never again. Like, <sighs> goodbye. Cause- I mean, you talk about this country being in a dark place. I do think if Trump is reelected, that is when, you know, people throw around a lot now, like there could be a civil war. We're kind of at that place. You have these Antifa and Proud Boy groups, you know, obviously we'll, we'll talk about in Michigan, Governor Whitmer, you know, that that 13 men that were have now yeah. been arrested trying to kidnap her. So um, I don't know. You know, I think there would be such civil unrest if he. So I'm not sure it's going to be good You know, either way. Right? Really? I, I See, think, I think Biden I think will Biden wins, cool things down. That forty-one percent of people that follow Trump, no matter what, will be will feel that it was stolen from them. Whether it's the mail-in votes, whether it's the media, the fake news, the this or that, and certainly if Trump does win, well, I will say this: if Trump does win, I think the, the entire Democratic Party is just completely blown up. Like completely wrong. Like, uh, yeah, that would be like that would be so crazy. I, yeah, you're right. Like I don't even know what they would do. They have to reassess everything. I mean, <laughs> although we said that in 2016. Um, well, look, I want to ask you. Th- what do you think about the debate, the vice presidential debate? Oh yes. Um, well, you know, to be honest, I, I think I told you before we started the podcast. I already early voted. Um, 
You know, I thought it was okay. Um, Again, I feel like it's kind of like, you know what bothered me? I thought Kamala Harris had a few times where she could have really taken Pence to task. An example of that is their whole tax thing, right? Where initially Americans, middle-class Americans got like a $2,500 tax cut the first time. But then as we saw in 2017, 2018, a lot of us ended up paying, you know, tax for the first time. So I thought she could have taken him to task on a lot of things that she didn't seem prepared for. And that is like, that to me was mind blowing. Like, you should have rung him out, you know, I mean, and said, look, either you're hard of hearing or you're a liar, you know, I mean, really call him on his shit, I thought. So that bothered me. I thought she could have really, you know, stepped in there, um, you know, with him. I mean, I think Pence obviously is much better at Trump at being, I think Trump, Pence sells it well, right? Like, you know, if you listen to him initially, you'd think, oh, you know, I mean, he's making an interesting argument. Maybe I could, but, you know, once you dig deeper, whether it's tax or what they want to do with the environment, um, you know, he's full of shit, but. Yeah, and I think that's all politicians, right? So I I will, I agree with you 100%. I thought he won, I thought he won, in my opinion, I think he won handily. I think she missed a lot of opportunities. I I think it shows why she didn't do well in the Democratic debates. I don't think her command of facts was very good. Uh, yeah. I think she had her four or five or eight or whatever number of like talking points. But I don't think she, had, to your point, I don't think she was able to adjust on the fly well. I mean, she was right. They both were writing notes. And it's and like... I also, this whole... And I mean, let me ask you as a female, do you think he was mansplaining to her? Like, where did that even come from? Uh, no, I, I didn't get that vibe. I mean, you know, he's yeah. he's like, I, I, it was really annoying how he kept saying, like, thank you to the moderator, Susan. Or, thank you. Yeah, thank- I think it was, he, he was overcorrecting for Trump, I, I for mean, sure. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right, I, right. It, it was a, like, she can handle it herself. She should Absolutely. be able to handle herself. You know, sitting U.S. senator, attorney general, a prosecutor, he was like to, to act like somehow he treated her differently because she was a female. No, they were debating, and and I and yeah, I I, I was disappointed. I found that I've actually found that offensive on her. Like the fact, you know, people who were saying he was mansplaining to me, that was a dig on her. Like she should, like, uh, yeah. Because, look, I mean, the reality is, right, we're also voting potentially for her to be president. And, you know, if you think Vladimir oh, no, Putin... you are voting for her. She'll be president in about three months after. Probably. <laughs> but mean, if you think Vladimir Putin's I mean, not well, going to mansplain... Well, she's already talking about the 25th Amendment. Everyone thinks that she's talking about Trump. She's probably really talking about Biden. Yeah, it could be. I mean, <sighs> yeah, I was disappointed. I thought there were many times she could have taken him to task. And, and that, I think... But at the end of the day, I don't think it matters much. They're voting for Trump or against Trump. Like, this whole election is about Trump. It's not about Biden. It's not about Kamala Harris. It's not about Pence. It's about Trump. Right. Okay. Right. Either you, you're you're voting against him, or you're vo- like, no, like listen, Biden. Biden's not exciting any of the Democrats. Right. But he's the, he might be the guy at the right time at the right place to beat Trump. Right. Okay. Now, what's your thoughts about uh, presidential debates moving forward? You know, there was going to be a virtual debate. Now, there is the last I read, the debate is completely off for a second presidential debate. The the debate this Thursday is completely off. There will be 
as of it stands now, there will be a third debate, or in essence, the second debate on the 22nd. Um, I do think it was right to make this debate virtual. I don't agree, however, how the debate commission made that unilateral, they made the decision uh, by themselves unilaterally without talking to either campaign. I think that's just terrible. How do you not talk to each campaign before you make it virtual? You know, maybe they could have pushed it back three days or two days. Uh, I mean, listen, if you believe that Trump's truly negative and not um, contagious right now, I mean, he did a rally in Florida last night. They could have had to debate this Thursday or they could have certainly pushed it back to Saturday or sure. Monday. Anytime they wanted, uh, really. I mean, yeah, I, I don't I think I don't. I think, honestly, I think I don't know why the commission did that without talking to either campaign. That seemed like it was, again, I don't want to say political, but it seemed to me like it was a little, I don't know, like a shot at Trump to, because of the way he you know, handled himself previously with the debate commission. And, and I, so I didn't like that. I think, to me, how do you not talk to the two that's about. yeah that does seem kind of surprising um look i know we want to talk some sports we also you know local and then um an interesting the wonder woman director coming out about cinemas closing yeah. nationwide so i want to get your thoughts on that but before we end um one of the other hot topics and the clear and the cleopatra thing and the Cleopatra concert. Absolutely. I want to know, uh, which, by the way, I yes. OK, I have thoughts on that. Um, but Dr. Fauci, one of your favorite people, my, you yeah. know, my boyfriend, Dr. Fauci now, you know, says that basically the Trump administration is coming for him. He is not going to resign, but they undermine him every step of the way. Um, he says we are heading dark, dark places here if we don't get this under control. 11 percent spike nationwide in covid cases. Um, what do you what's the latest do you think? And, you know, of course, Trump responds to Fauci, um, you know, that Fauci doesn't know anything about his personal case because Trump says he's immune. Fauci says that's unlikely. So what do you um what do you take from that, if anything? I, I'm just kind of throwing that at you, but um, he continue, Fauci continues to dominate a lot of headlines. Yeah, you know, listen, Fauci's a smart guy. Um, probably should have listened to him more from the beginning. But I don't think, as I've said this before, I'll just leave it. I don't think Dan A.H. handled this well. I don't think Fauci is as, you know, he's got bobblehead dolls now. I mean, at the end of the day... You know, there's still 215,000 people dead, and they've kind of changed their tune a few times. Yeah, I think the CDC has been just a joke, you know, to, to a certain degree, you know, constantly changing. And I get we're learning more, and there's different strains and all this stuff. So I'm going to leave it to the medical experts, but it just appears to me that the, the CDC keeps changing their tune. And you know my opinions on the World Health Organization. So, uh, but having said all that, you know my opinion. I think Trump should have jumped on this early and just said, this is my medical team. These are my scientists. Yeah. And uh, we're going to listen to them. And yeah. We're going to get through this together as a country. We're going to try to minimize. There's going to be death. There's going to probably be a lot of death, especially in the older population. Please stay home. Wear your masks. And we'll get through this together. And I think if he said that on March 10th or March 1st or whenever, he'd probably be up five points in the in the polls. 
Um, okay, moving on. Let's talk some pop culture. So, cinema. So, let's talk Gal Gadot, who's been now yes. um, tapped to play Cleopatra. Of course. Who might, be, who might be the... I mean, she is Wonder Woman, right? In real life, yeah. too. Yeah. Amazing actress. Yes. Okay. I mean, she's absolutely gorgeous. She's an amazing actress. She's... like. Go ahead. All, she, no, no, no. I mean, she is... All like, those she things. is actually Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> Now we know Patrick's favorite actress. Um, so, okay, so what, you know, what's the, the scoop is basically this. They're, they're getting ready to shoot Cleopatra. She is going to be Cleopatra. And of course, we have backlash, where initially people said they wanted a true Egyptian woman, someone from Egyptian descent should do it. Then historians came out and said, well, actually, Cleopatra was Greek. Um, Greek. You know, it Not seems... Gal, Gal Gadot's from Israel. Okay. So there was some backlash about an Israeli female playing an Egyptian woman, obviously. Okay. Uh, but again, like this crazy outrage. And uh, I think, I think she'll be great at it. You know, I mean, listen, you're the Hollywood, you love Hollywood. I mean, what do you think? Like, is this fake outrage again? Yeah, I think it's fake. I think this one will completely blow over. I think you're, yeah, you're talking. I think it already, it almost feels like it has. Uh, yeah, I think this was, you know, they were trying to make something out of it. Absolutely nothing, especially, you know, and, and the problem with a lot of these social arguments is people don't know their history. They don't do their fact checking, um, you know, and you have historians coming out and going, hello, you know, she was Greek. So, you know. It's like, yeah, well, we've had tons of actresses and actors from all different backgrounds play somebody Irish. I mean, you know, yeah. uh, whatever. Scorsese has some Italian people playing Italian. To me, to, some me, to me, it's like, listen, I think there should, I think the goal on any major movie or any movie in that particular should be to have as a diverse cast as possible. Sure. To don't, just don't, don't typecast, you know, the, the three or four stars all the time. So, but I, you know, we've talked about what the Academy's doing. I think it's wrong. I think even Hollywood people have come out and they don't like it. Uh, but like to me, this is listen. She's, you also have to like the movie's got to do well. Well, like, it's, you know, the truth is, right, it's a business. You know, who are the names that are going to draw people in? To your credit, you, Gal Gadot, you associate with Wonder Woman. You know her. I'm sure your kids know. I mean, she now is an A-list actress that's going to attract people, whether they think she's hot or they think she's a good actress or whatever. I mean, they are in the business of making money. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. not a documentary. I mean, anyway, mind blowing. Especially, you know, especially during, you know, pandemic, movies are... I mean, oh, the cin- mo- mo- movies are close to not existing anymore. Or okay. I should say theaters are not. Close. What do you think about that, by the way? And Patty Jenkins, obviously the director of Wonder Woman, says that we are on the brink of losing cinema. I think this is a little extreme, but forever. Essentially, Regal Cinemas, by the way, have shut down all their cinemas nationwide. Don't even, don't even get me started about movie theaters again. Okay. I live in Montgomery <laughs> County. Mark L. Rich. <laughs> And and you know his, his crack team there still not in phase three. There's no reason to me you can't open a theater and have you know a third of, of the amount of people or half the amount of people, uh, which brings you know not only brings people to a theater but to the their stores and the shops and the restaurants around that. We're heading into the winter. Uh, the, the 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 Montgomery County right now. I just, I'm at a loss for words how they've handled this. No transparency, no specific metrics, arbitrary decisions, 
school's not open yet people are playing youth sports my niece and nephew are going to two days a week to school in connecticut they're they're fine teachers aren't getting it there's no creativity no leadership in our area right now uh and that includes dc right now right <clears throat> well these schools need to be open and and we need to be in phase three or four whatever whatever it is uh, the lack of the lack of creativity and leadership to get kids into school and some of these businesses open that are still closed is is terrible. It's just terrible. What do you think, by the way, though? Do you think Patty Jenkins is right? She says if we do not reopen uh, theaters, we're going to lose them. Yeah, and essentially, I do. People... I do. Listen, these are businesses. They can only stay open so long. By right. the way, they don't make money on the movies. They make money on the Cokes and the Pepsis and the and the, and the you know and, and the food and the you know, I I'm not even sure that um, yeah again I don't know the, the 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 business model but I would bet they make very little money on the actual ticket prices now maybe in some of these theaters when a the ticket price is sixteen bucks to reserve the seat and stuff but so yeah I agree yeah. Yeah, it's... And, and by the way, the way streaming works, the theater experience could easily go away. Unfortunately, date night would go away. You'd, you'd be doing Netflix and streaming movies direct. Um, well, do you think it needs to? Like, maybe it needs to evolve. Maybe we, maybe we're kind of past no, the movie theater. People there. need to get out of their freaking house. They need <laughs> to go park, pay three dollars or eight dollars for parking. They need to get a bite to eat before or after the movie. They need to drink uh, some or eat some nachos during the movie or popcorn. Okay, the popcorn's you know, good. Pretzel, pretzel bites, one of my favorites. And that's what we need to do, right? And there's a way to do it, even in this pandemic, right? Uh, so I, I, it, it, how, does, how does Howard County, Calvert County, Connecticut, New Jersey – how are they able to figure it out? And one of the most affluent counties in the country cannot. There are other motives going on here. There are other reasons he's refusing to, to open up. Yeah. Whether it's union pressure, I hate to say maybe the election. I don't know. Schools, I, I don't know. Listen, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but the... There's flat out lack of leadership going on here from this county. You probably that goes for Prince George's County. That goes for D. So D.C.'s been basically in phase two for the most part. I don't know how what. Same as the county, you know, Montgomery County. And yet they're seeing a spike. People going elsewhere. People are going to Virginia. Yeah. People are going to go, like, stop with this. And then coming back. Absolutely. There are people fences around D.C. or right. Montgomery County. Yep. Stop acting like you do. Anyway. Well, and we're heading into critical months, right? It's going to be very interesting for restaurants. And, of course, you know, I oh, love following. They don't figure this out. Anyway, yeah. I'm not saying going to 75% restaurants is all going to make them healthy. Because you know what? People may decide 75 is too much. Sure. To feel comfortable. But that should be that decision, right? If the restaurant has enough space to self-distance people 75%, or 60%. And by the way, I don't know why it has to always be a 25% increment. Like, right. Why can't it be 10%? 10% more could be the difference between surviving or not surviving. Right. Right. So these are, again, arbitrary, oh, 25%, 50%, 75%. How about 62%? 
might, maybe that's two more tables. Yeah. Or maybe four more tables. I don't know. So, I mean, a 400-person a, a theater, you're telling me you can't put 125 people in that safely? Uh, yeah, I mean, you have other states doing all kinds of things. You do have these rallies, um, so many things. And I was going to say to you, you probably saw this week they did. They've been obviously studying um, youth sports like leagues with basketball and soccer, saying that the rate of transmission is very, very low for these it's, kids. It's, playing. it's extremely yeah. exceedingly low. Yeah. So it's like right. they should be out playing baseball, softball, field, everything, because they, they've now said after months of researching it, it's a very, very tiny transmission. They're not really getting it not, on the soccer. There was an article yesterday about how not going to schools is crushing the lower income families. Sure. The kid without Wi-Fi, without computers, they 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 you know the, the, the lack of socialization. We just talked we talked about social dilemma, right? Yep. The document. What do you think these kids are doing at home all day? On social media 24 7. I have a 14 year old niece. 7. Yes. Yeah, I know. 24 7. They need to get to school. And again, I say it, and I sound angry because I am. The fact that Fairfax County, Loudoun County, Arlington County, Montgomery County, D.C., Prince George's County cannot figure this out is shameful. Shameful. Teachers need to be going into schools two, three days a week to teach if they have a health reason or they're compromised and they can't. Yeah, of course. So I've heard schools in Connecticut and other places, the kids go in, 13 kids versus 30, and the teacher's actually in another room in the school teaching virtually. But at least the kids are in school. Right, they're getting in there. Well, interesting, too, and then we'll move on because I want to see what you want to talk about in the last few minutes. Um, Rice University, the college down in Texas, they also were recently featured for a news story. They have like a one, like a 0.01% infection rate. Oh. They're testing college students every day. But they're one of the leading universities that have basically said, we're going to test every day, spend the money, do these outdoor classrooms. And it's amazing. They have such a low transmission rate. Um, and these kids are going back to university. So it's well, like, why? That, that's they- why, you know, I, I'll go back to, and then we can move on to the last thing, but, and again, I, I'm going to sound naive now and, and, you know, self-serving in a, in, a, in a weird way, but the priorities in this country are off, right? You have $57 million in one month going to a senatorial uh, candidate in South Carolina, and yet we can't test teachers every day. Like, it just especially it in a wealthy county like Montgomery County. You guys are one of the wealthiest Fairfax, oh, wealthiest counties in the country. Not only that, though, they want to raise taxes. Uh, now, I tweeted last week the county exec wants there's a ballot issue, which, by the way, they snuck on. Um, right now, in Montgomery County, they can only increase property tax like inflation so two percent three percent whatever not so he they want to eliminate that and they're able to take it up to the full value so if you're paying like 1.01 percent per hundred thousand whatever your value so so you're gonna have some some property taxes in that county where the housing prices are very solid some people may be paying an extra 2500 3000 3500 throw biden's tax increases in throw in uh, you know other local taxes Coming out of a pandemic? Yeah. Come on. Like, what are we? Like, this is insanity right now. <laughs> All right.
right, last topic. Do you want to hit sports? What are you, you know, obviously? Yeah, so sports, yeah, where are you at with that? So I want to touch on, um, obviously, you know, just terrible, terrible what happened to Dak Prescott. Oh, God. Uh, that Patrick, that video is so hard to watch. Oh. He, uh, he is. Um, Oof, man. For, from 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 talking to people in the sports world and um, just seeing his 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 interactions and interviews and he's he he, he appears to be and, and people confirm this one of the nicest people in the NFL oh. period end of story he just came out a few weeks ago talked about how he went through some mental illness issues you know it looks like he's going to be okay terrible surgery compound fracture of the ankle. Uh, they're saying six months, hopefully be able to start back up by June and hopefully everything goes well with his next season. He's in the final year of his contract or actually it was a, he was a franchise tag. So he doesn't have a long-term contract. So best wishes to him. Coincidentally on the same day, uh, that he obviously broke his ankle, Alex Smith. Yes. Washington, uh, Washington football team. Oh, God. Quarterback brutal. who most of you probably know, but if you don't, went through 20, 25 surgeries, almost lost his leg, had a, had a similar t- terrible injury uh, two years ago. Uh, I believe it was a compound fracture. Uh, no one ever thought he'd come back, ever. Honestly, they never. Why would you want to? Was you know what I mean? Like to me, what was like maybe the twentieth surgery would have been it for me. With the demotion of we we featured him on stories here. Uh, Angie Goff has done multiple one on one interviews with him. Super nice guy. Super great family. Uh, With the demotion of Haskins to third string, uh, Kyle Allen, who replaced Haskins as the starting quarterback, got hit in the head. And there you go, Alex Smith in the game. Crazy. So uh, crazy, just crazy. (laughs) Just an inspirational story. It's true. uh, I give him a lot of credit because even the psychology, I would think the psychological game of getting back after an injury like that has to be. Listen, he's a better person than me. I would have been like, what? Yeah, whatever. I got enough money. Uh, But the fact that he worked and worked and worked and worked. Doctors did a great job. Um, numerous surgeries because you obviously you got an infection uh, which which caused a lot of problems anyway <sighs> just a great story for him uh so those are the, the those are the to me the big stories over the weekend uh nba i didn't watch uh you're not ratings alone were, yeah ratings ratings were terrible yes. but i will say kudos to uh, the commissioner the players the broadcasters, the production crews, uh, no positives, remained in a bubble. They were able to get the full season in. Um, you know, obviously with LeBron and the Lakers winning, winning the championship. Uh, but having said that, ratings were just terrible. Why do you think that is, by the way, when they said, you know, NFL Sunday night NFL football just completely destroyed the NBA finals in ratings? Uh, why? Do you think it's just time of year? You know, they're competing. I, I think one night Sean Hannity beat. The NBA Finals. Okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> I think it's a lot of things. I okay. think the time of the year, you know, you're watching NBA basketball in October. You know, there's you know, there's football, there's baseball playoffs, there was hockey. I think 
watching it in a bubble arena with no fans, it just felt it felt like summer league to me uh, a little bit. And I do think it got very, very political. I think the NBA, and and rightly so, you know, you know, yeah, listen, sure, they're you know, yeah, absolutely, they're right to do that. And you know, like we've, we've talked listen, about many most times, of the league is, is, is black athletes, and you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, and they were allowed to to uh, you know address that, yeah, and, and and rightly so. But at the same time, a consumer who maybe didn't just wanted to watch an NBA game was turned off by that. And again, I don't know what had more, you know, if that was 20% of it or whatever, but at the end of the day, I think it was down in the, in the 50 to 60% range versus last year. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so we'll see. All right, uh, Patrick, next week we're getting closer and closer to election. Closer um, and closer to the big, uh, Oh, the, the big day. It's or, or, be month, or month following one or the other. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, where can people follow you? Patrick Jam, Fox 5 DC. Awesome. We'll see you guys next week. All right, Sarah. Thanks.